What's up, everyone? We're excited to bring you this week's edition of the Weekend Warriors podcast with your hosts, Kobe, Gunner, and Dominic, where we discuss a range of topics related to health, fitness, bodybuilding, and powerlifting, as well as a few other seemingly random topics that may pique our interest. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Weekend Warriors podcast. Brought to you by the boys. What's up? The boys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's up? Dominic here. Uh, what's up? Gunner here. It's here as well. <laughs> Bro, it's so weird. <laughs> like, uh, the boys. <laughs> the boys. I was just waiting for y'all to say something. No, nah, but for real, how was y'all's week? Pretty good. Pretty good, bro. It's been it's been a great week. I won't lie, had a good time. Oh yeah, it's your birthday week. So this man, bro, uh, yeah. As far uh, I ain't gonna talk about the gym this week, but uh, as far as the week overall, it was a good week. It's good. <clears throat> what was the highlight? Oh, but probably probably Friday night. Bert, yeah, we're good. Sure. Bro was jacked. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> But he is pretty huge. Like, I'm, not gonna, I'm not even finna cap. Bert Crasher is a uh, top ten biggest people in like comedy in the comedy scene. Might be a little bigger than Joe Rogan. He was, yeah. He, I mean, he's especially in the podcast realm. He's like he was up there. But yeah, he was. He was. He was funny, and, and the people before him, they, they were super funny too. He had. He had good. What was their names? Uh, what was the girl's name? I can't remember. But the dude's name was like, uh. It was crap. Shane something. Yeah, Shane. Because we thought it was going to be Shane Gillis and it just wasn't. I know, it was still funny as shit. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, you've had a good week. And Dom, how's your week been, bro? It was actually pretty good. Uh, I don't really think I did anything crazy. So, I mean, it was pretty good. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is going to be a shorter podcast because we're uh, limited on time today. Because somebody is in college and has their priorities straight. Gunner. <laughs> right. Blame blame shifting, bro. Don't do that. Anyways. Anyways. Uh this week we're gonna talk about what I say? Diet diet fads? Yes. Yeah. Like famous diet fads and uh exercises to avoid in the gym. But first, yeah. be- before we get into that, I have a question that I was asked earlier at work. I got a question for you. So, if you could swap your shoe size for your dick size, would you do it? All right. <laughs> would you swap your swap your dick size for your shoe size? Yes. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> yes. Bro, we talked about this shit earlier at work. <laughs> there is no way. Absolutely no way that it? would work. No, bro. That's like 13 inches. <laughs> okay, and? That's like 13 inches soft, bro. <laughs> like full... Wait, like, wait, no, no, no. Full 100%... Full 100% hard would be like 20 inches. Me and Kale did the math on it. <laughs> like, bro, that shit was coming out to like my shins, dog. I got to wrap it around my leg. And bro, not only do, that, do like body belt? there's absolutely no way I'd be able to distribute my weight on my feet. Like, I'm cutting half of my feet off and trying to balance my weight on that with a 20 inch, <laughs> 20 inch long. Wait, bro, I would fall what over. If, what if they? What? what if you you can do that right but your your hand like your your dick size is what becomes your feet size so then then how much would your balance be off wait say that again what if you're like you do that deal but then the, your shoe size swaps out with your dick size so what however however big your dick is that's how big your feet become Dude, that's just going back to normal, is it not? Wait, there's no loss in that. There's no downside. No, no, no. Yeah, your your dick would still be as big as your feet. 
but your feet would be as, as, as big as your dick. So you'd have like. So you're just asking you know, what. You don't have shoe size, but <laughs> you know. Your foot would be smaller than it is. Bro, no, you just. Be, I'd be standing like a damn tripod, honestly. I'd be, I'd be tilted over like a tripod at all times. That's how I'd feel. Doc, <laughs> <laughs> what's your answer? I said yes, but I'd rather not go. See, bro, it's more fair for Dom because I'm sure he has smaller feet. So it's like <clears throat> there's no negative for him. Like there's nothing bad. Where like me, I'm gonna fall over, so I'm just gonna have to have to <clears throat> balance on the tip, bro. Oh, you catch my drift. Anyway, we can leave that behind. We might, we may or may not leave that in the actual final cut. Uh, <laughs> but, but we can move on to uh, diet fads. So, uh, explaining what a diet fad is. Diet fad is really just a popular diet that's like that society catches on to and like catches fire, and it's just a trend, really. A, di a fat diet fat is just a trendy diet to do. They're usually not like nothing you can actually do for like a long time over time. Some are good, some are bad that you stay away from. But I think we can go over a few that are just fads and explain what they are. Uh, do y'all want to talk about any in particular first, or am I gonna just jump into it? <laughs> uh, you know first. Okay, so the first one I've, that's popped up on the website, Everyday Health, written by Debbie Strong in 2018. First one is the South Beach Diet, which helps control hunger. Designed by a Florida-based cardiologist who wanted to protect his patients from serious medical conditions like heart disease and diabetes, the South Beach Diet is one of the popular diets that stresses the importance of controlling hunger by eating before it strikes. So basically eat healthy food before you get hungry so like lean protein low-fat dairy and like good carbs whole grains vegetables fruit stuff like that to like prevent you from getting hungry so you don't overeat you know does that make sense yeah but on that diet your digestive system uh, would get more aggressive so you would feel hungrier quicker yep. so you'd have to, you would have to kind of balance that out you'd have to eat more frequently for sure if you're eating foods like that but that's not even a bad diet though like some diet fads like the uh, the grapefruit diet which is really popular I think in the early 2000s where you just eat like what one grapefruit a day or something like that or just a couple grapefruits a day to like lose fat, bro. You are doing your body a disservice if you do something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, second one right here I got is the Mediterranean diet, which is mostly based around heart healthy fats, omega threes, unsaturated fats, etc. Coming from seafoods, nuts, legumes, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, olive oil, stuff like that. But so the Mediterranean do it. Organic organic keto. Or you Maybe, like, yeah. It's not really keto though. Like you're still getting carbs in. So it's not really keto. But the Mediterranean diet's based off of uh places such like the Mediterranean Sea, like Greece and Italy, stuff like that. Where mostly what they eat is those kind of foods like seafood, nuts, whole grains, red wine. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're getting everything you need. I mean, I, I'm all for a well-balanced diet. So whatever, anything that that will entail a well-balanced diet, I, I like. Uh, I think a Mediterranean diet is probably one of the better diets to get on if you're just looking to eat healthier. Like, cause it, it like I said, it focuses on healthy fats. So if you're someone that's like trying to get your blood pressure down or focus on your uh crap, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, cholesterol, stuff like that. Uh, I think the Mediterranean diet would be a really good one to do. Uh, 
where to find the keto? I wonder if ketogenic is on here. Cause that's one I did myself. Mm, can't find it. Basically, uh, the ketogenic yeah. diet is uh, you're mostly eating meat, meat and uh, dairy, meat, dairy, nuts, uh, stuff like that. You're not really getting any carbs in. You always try to keep your carbs below like 50 grams a day. <laughs> so really, you're trying to get a bunch of healthy fats and lean protein. But uh, from personal experience of the ketogenic diet, it can be really taxing on your body if you're not used to something like that, like to used to eating lean meats often and high, higher fats. Well, regardless of whether they're healthy fats or not, it's still a lot of fat anyways. So something like that can really throw your body off. And if your ketones are like so high and it's like out of balance with your insulin levels, I know that can really like, it can really affect your, uh, it's almost like it affects your immune system, like to the point where you actually get sick from it. So I've had that happen before and that's why I don't really do keto anymore. But some people can handle stuff like that. Like it just depends on the person. And it's not, it's not a bad diet. It's just depends who you are, if you can handle that type of food. One of the things I remember most from the keto diet is peak week. You know, going <laughs> to peak week, you yeah. cut out all... I remember peeing like every 20 minutes. Yep. And I, like, I pee a lot now, just because I drink so much fluid throughout the day. But it was nothing compared to that, because I went from having like 400 carbs a day to just zero, losing every bit of water storage I had in my body. It was insane. But I see how people can lose weight so fast on it when they first start out. Yeah. I think how it kind of became the fad it was. That's exactly why it became a fad, because you will lose weight very fast on keto. But a lot of that weight you lose is water weight. A significant portion of it is water weight because you don't have any carbs in your system to hold any water. So you just start pissing all the time. Bro, you'll see, John. You do one, once you get in that yeah. first peak, you do it right. You'll see. You get to peak week and. <laughs> peak week, and suddenly you're cutting water. So when you're cutting water the first few days, you're drinking a shit ton of water. So you have to pee all your water out. And your body's in, in rhythm for the next two days after that to keep peeing the water out. To peek you out for the day so you're not holding any water. Yep. And you feel awful. <laughs> that's the that best way to put horrible. it. Just that's the best best and worst way to put it. You just feel awful. Dude, all I could do was sleep those last two days. I remember every time you'd be like, Gunner, wake up, we need to pose yep. and just be like, I got it, bro. I'm good. Yep. I remember him just laying on the couch and being like, bro, we gotta pose. And I'd just be in there posing in his, in his uh, downstairs and his roommates walking in there while I'm just in my posing trunks. <laughs> kind of awkward. Anyway, off the tangent, uh, back to successful diet fads. The Atkins diet is a prop popular one. <laughs> Created in 2002. The streamlined version of the original diet, one that balances lean protein with controlled portions of fat and healthy carbs, one of the most popular diets, you begin with just 20 grams of carbs a day and very gradually increase the amount each week. As with many other diets, the main idea is to stop eating foods made with refined flour and sugar, but even nutrient dense whole grain foods are off limits until you reach the maintenance phase. <clears throat> okay, so it's just build your, build your tolerance of carbs diet. Healthy carbs, not like sugary, processed stuff. Uh, hold on. Proponents of the Atkins diet, short-term effectiveness and say it's easier to stick to than other diets. Detractors point out that you're really not going, getting a well-balanced diet and may particularly be lacking calcium. So yeah, if you're not getting any, uh, you're not getting any dairy in at all, anything like that, you're just always eating lean food, it'd be hard to get uh, any calcium actually in. So that makes sense. So yeah. basically, basically the Atkins diet is something you could do for, I don't know, a couple months maybe? A couple weeks, a few weeks, a month? 
something like that. Something you can't maintain over a while, but you can definitely lose weight on it. Uh, how many was that? Was that five? I'm sure it was three. Three. Uh, I have a question for one that you do have a little bit of experience in. How do you feel about intermediate fasting? Oh, intermittent fasting? Bro, I don't even consider that a diet, if you want me to be honest. That's like, I mean, it can be for that's some people, but that's like skipping breakfast. Like for most, most Americans, that's just skipping breakfast. And depending on your window too, but it can help a lot. Like that's for sure. Like if you're skipping one whole meal out of the day and you're missing uh, like 500 plus calories a day when you're skipping whatever meal, I mean, yeah, you can definitely lose weight, especially if you're an active person. Lose weight fast too. All you need is a 500 yeah. calorie deficit a day to lose one pound of fat a week. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, intermittent fasting is like a good one to the to do though. If you're looking to lose weight, that's one easy thing to do. Just cut out one meal. Yeah, that's what I did. It helped a lot. And that does not mean replace those calories later. That just means just skip that one meal and eat, eat like you normally would. I, th I think a lot of people get the wrong idea and think, okay, well, I'll just skip this meal and they'll be like, okay, well, I'm just extra hungry from missing earlier, so I'll I'll eat a little extra of these next couple meals. No, <laughs> that's not how that works. Calories in, calories out, which is the ultimate diet. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't don't care what kind of diet you do. The ultimate the ultimate proponent to losing weight is being in a uh, What's it called? Negative, negative energy, energy deficit. Yeah, energy deficit. So you always want to be able to burn more calories than you're consuming. And that's a pretty easy concept to grasp, but like a lot of people struggle to like realize that and think there's like easier ways when there's, there's not. The easiest way is to just eat less and do more. Eat less and work out more simple as that yeah. uh, but I guess we can we can move on from the from the diets unless y'all have any if y'all have anything else to add to it no I don't think so oh I'll, I'll add one thing to the uh, about the keto diet I'll say this when you are when your body is producing that many ketones and you're that fasted from carbohydrates your mental clarity is on a different level i swear it's it's one of the weirdest feelings ever but like mental clarity is is one of the absolute benefits of uh being on a ketogenic diet for sure that's one that's one positive i can add aside from the weight loss yeah i can see that wouldn't be so inflamed all over your body uh, now we can move on to exercises you should avoid. But first, first before I get into this, I want to say there's there are no exercises you should avoid as long as you have main like maintain proper form and technique throughout the exercise. There is I can't think of a single exercise you should just absolutely never do because it puts you in such a bad position. Maybe a couple, but I can't really think of any that are like more destructive than they are helpful and beneficial but before i get into the few that i want to talk about i want to ask dom and gunner what are their least what are y'all's least favorite exercises to do split squats i knew you were gonna say oh, that yeah. <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that i'll, I'll never do them i hate them no <laughs> okay yeah Okay, well, explain explain why you hate split squats so much, Gunner. It, it hurts. Well, I'm just... It hurts. <laughs> I have a weird body type. It's not that it hurts. I just can't do it unless I have my hand on something. Like, I, I cannot balance myself enough to do the split squats. And people are like, oh, just do them more. You'll get good at it. <laughs> no, nah, I tried that. It, it There's like three, three or four weeks of me just wobbling everywhere. <laughs> It takes me like 30 minutes to get through four sets when i can just do lunges it takes me like 15 minutes so okay 
That's facts. Yeah, that's he's a, right. I see what you're saying. Split squats are just like lunges with extra steps. So, <laughs> Dom, do you have any that you that you just despise doing? That is despise doing. Oh, that you. If I if I programmed it on your on your workout, you'd be like, bro, I'm not doing that. Oh yeah. Um. The the plate, the chest press, like just that one plate. The you know spin press, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, that's so stupid. You don't, you don't like that one. I looked at it and I was like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only one that I've actually like hated that you made me do. I did it one time and I was like, yep, no. I did it for one set and it was like, nah. See what I like about my counter to both of those about Bulgarian split squats. I love it because. You have to, it makes you work on your balance. You have to be able to work on your balance. So being able to work on all your stabilizers and your ankles and knees and hips when you're going down, I like that. And as far as the plate press or spin press, whatever you want to call it, I like, I, I like asymmetric contractions like that to where you're constantly just squeezing. And then even when you are in the concentric phase, You've, you're still contracting the muscle at all times. So in your eccentric and your concentric motion of the of the movement, you're still always, there's always like tension, you know? That's why I like that movement. And I've always done Bulgarians too, so. Those are probably my favorite leg exercise for like quads, not gonna lie. One of my favorites. So is there any more that y'all just can't stand? Um, overhead, like, or not behind it, behind the neck, or behind the head, um, lat pull downs. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that the other day. That you don't yeah. like those. Nice. Like it's so stupid. I don't, I don't I don't like I don't like the tricep kickbacks. I think they're useless. Yeah, yeah, I, think I, do too. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. I think there's a million better ways to work your triceps. There are. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that, because man, I used to do tricep kickbacks. It's such an awkward position to put your your yeah. arm and shoulder lead, in. It's my rear delt more sore than yeah. my triceps. <clears throat> I agree with you there. I think uh tricep kickbacks are an absolute no go for anybody. Don't do that shit. And Dom, I think what you said about the uh I know I do them, but I never go like heavy on them and I always try to like make sure my form is absolutely like pristine. But the behind the neck shoulder press is definitely one of those that like if you fuck up on it, it'll mess you up. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. That's that's well, one get, of those. Cause like when I used to do it, I would get like cramps on my neck and like I could not like turn my my head at all. Like it hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Uh, Gunner, how do you feel about the behind the neck press? Oh well, I mean, I've, I've done it a few times. I, I don't really focus on it. I do I do military press or seated overhead press a lot though. It's, that's one of my favorite movements. So I guess it's kind of similar. I just I, I work my rear delt separately, so I, there's no need for me to do behind the neck. I do them sometimes because it's uh I feel like it's uh the fact that it's such an unnatural position to put your shoulders in because it actually is which is why it's so dangerous uh I like doing it because I feel like there's a lot more easy growth out of it which I only ever incorporate behind the neck press like once maybe four times a year i'll do it in like my program maybe four times a year i throw it in for a couple weeks just because if you overload so much on it and put so much weight you will eventually mess up and like tear your shoulder up and i think the only successful person i've seen do behind the next shoulder press without like messing themselves up is kevin lavroni and he was like a crazy yeah, bodybuilder I think any overhead press movement for beginners should be taken, you know, very lightly, at mm -hmm. least at the beginning, because I think we've all probably hurt or tweaked something on an overhead press of some sort. 
I mean, Dominic, still, are you still getting over your your shoulder, your shoulder tweet? Oh no, I'm good now. You're good. Uh, I haven't made to tell you Dude, that. I'm, I still am. I still, I still, no, I don't feel it, but like, I mean, you can see it. I don't think I've showed y'all before, but one of my lats is still like smaller than the other. But I've seen, I've seen yours though. I have seen yours. It, it's definitely, there's definitely a difference in size. And it, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I swear it's from that military press. Remember that day me, you, and Bryson was all military pressing? Yep. I swear I like hurt my like tore my labrum or something that day. I don't know. <laughs> something and went wrong. That's what happens whenever you're. And hell, I did the same shit because I messed my shoulder up. But ego lifting will get you nowhere. It will set you back more than it'll get you forward. Thanks. But. Probably. Ego lift your weight. Like. Like just like have the same mentality, but just with the optimal weight, and it, it just makes it so much better. Yep. And nobody in there, nobody in there is looking at you using like fifty pounds or thirty-five pounds on dumbbell press and thinking, "Oh, what a what a pansy or whatever, whatever you may be thinking." They're thinking like, "There's nothing. It's not that deep, bro." Nobody cares that much and like is judging you for whatever weight you're using. Nope. And most of the time we've all been there. So yep. it doesn't. Like I think that's one thing amazing about the gym that is one of the most twisted things is that people think it's like a judgment zone when it's like the most judgment free place you'll ever go. Yep. Because most of the people there are genuinely pretty cool. So like there might be a few creeps i'm not gonna deny that the, there ain't gym creeps but i say 80 percent of anybody in the gym has been where you are or in your shoes and it's like it's not it's not near as i guess you would say like there's no need to be near as embarrassed as you would think yep and, and also, oh, go ahead go ahead go ahead i would say like you know the, for the people that like do think they're being judged like i feel like i thought like you think that because like obviously the people are looking at you while doing a workout but I, I think it's because like like they know you're doing it wrong but they're scared to like go up to you and say something you, you know what i mean nobody wants to be that guy in the like, gym no one wants to be that guy because like one like you seem cocky too you seem yeah. like you know everything yeah like i don't know like i i that's literally me i feel like man he's doing that wrong and i kind of want to go over there and help him but you know, but I'm not yeah, going not, to because I don't want to seem like an asshole. And they're not judging you; they're, they're just scared of you're doing it wrong, and they're scared to like teach you. Correct. Yeah, it's not even correcting; it's just teaching, like you said. Yeah. Like every because you have to. Everybody starts from the beginning, and there and you don't have perfect form and knowledge of everything. Hell, I've been doing this shit for a few years, and I'm still learning new shit every day. Like it's not, it's not just form too. I feel like it's just like um, like workout wise. Like if I see someone doing uh, over <clears throat> behind the behind the neck or behind the head, uh, flat pull downs. You know, I always show them a better alternative. Like hey, instead of doing this, you can do this. You know, bro. One of the biggest guys in the gym, in our gym, still does behind the neck lat pull downs. I don't know if y'all know who it is, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see him do it all the time. Like, yeah. on one side, and <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? I was like, I, I ain't gonna tell him what, that he's doing it wrong. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> so, is he still the biggest in the gym? I heard he's gotten smaller. I haven't seen him in a minute. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's probably up he's up there. He's yeah, still, bro, he'll always be up there though. Like, yeah, he's like number one. <laughs> Hope he's number two. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll get back to uh, five exercises that uh, you should do with uh, <clears throat> exercises you can sub in for those terrible ones. So, number one. We'll start with uh, <clears throat> Superman's. So you're laying on your stomach and pretty much you're extending your arms and your back and just completely flex flexing your spine while you're laying on your stomach on like a flat surface. 
And that suppose that that works your lower lower back. But doing something like that over and over and over again will cause you more issues than it will any any good for developing your lower back. So a good alternative to that is reverse back extensions. So in the same stance, lie on your stomach on top of a stable ball with your hands and feet on the ground, hip distance apart, tightening your entire posterior. Press your legs together and lift both feet off the ground until they're parallel to the floor, then slowly lower them all the way back down. So that's just a good good workout for your lower back. Something like that. Which is a real basic one. I don't know many people that do Superman's. If I, if I saw somebody doing Superman's in a gym, that might be one of the exercises I'd judge somebody for. Like, not judge you, but like, the fact that you look like fish, you're like flopping out of water when you do it, is kind of funny. Hey, now we. Hey. <laughs> Hey now, but in PT, like army wise, like we do that. Superman's. Yes, and like for warm ups. Well, y'all don't have any other options though, do you? We have we have no weights. We yeah, have no exactly. Weights body. Y'all don't have an alternative. The only the only weights we do is deadlifts. Okay, so see if you have an alternative. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, we just went it over. Doesn't. It does hurt my lower back more, though. I'll tell you that. It, See, we have proof right here. Hurt. Yep. It's, I feel like it's so stupid. It should be warming It, it should be warming you up, but in reality, it's not. I'm glad we had first-hand experience. And we just talked about behind-the-neck press. Uh, like we were talking about, there's a really high risk of injury for it because it's just a very unnatural position to put your shoulders in. Uh, a good alternative for that, something easy, but also hits like most of your delts, Arnold Press. So stand with your feet shoulder width apart, hold two dumbbells in front of your, in front of you at chest height with your palms facing your body. Rotate the palms of your hands so they're facing forward as you lift the dumbbells overhead, fully extend your arms up into your biceps or over your ears. Make sure to keep your shoulders back and down and avoid arching your back. Lower the weights back down to the starting position. Arnold press is definitely one of my favorite workouts though. For shoulders, I don't know about y'all, but Arnold press is one of my favorites for sure. You said no, Dom? Yeah, you put that in my program and I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so okay, so why did you not like uh, Arnold oh, Press? Oh, I'm, I'm a... I guess it's like really just most of my connection. I really cannot like focus much, and I keep messing up. You know, like I always forget like to go in front of me. Yeah. Show me. Or like I don't know. I guess it's just very awkward for me, and I've never done it. You know, obviously the man Arnold did it, but I don't know. I just I just never done it really, and I just really never liked it. Can't get the form right. And I guess when you put in my program, my shoulder was hurting during that, so I was gonna say pain as well. But you know, I was really. Trying to take care of my shoulders, so. Uh, Gunner, how do you feel about Arnold Press? I like them. They tend to target the tricep. <laughs> okay. So, uh, here's one we were just talking about, too. Behind the neck lat pull downs. Pretty, uh. Lat pull downs are one of the most effective ways to correct posture and develop upper back muscles. Lat pull downs behind the neck, on the other hand, often lead to injury. I kind of agree with that. I when don't you, like them. When you do lat pull downs behind your neck, you thrust your head, head and neck forward, which can result in serious muscle strains and spinal issues. So obviously, the best alternative to behind the neck is just don't go behind the neck. Just do a regular lat pull down to your chest. Pull with pull through with your elbows. It's the easiest, most of, one of the most effective exercises to grow your back. Probably one of my favorites for back. I, bro, honestly, just just thinking about it, this is not really a tangent. Lat pull downs is probably the most 
consistent exercise I've ever had in every workout program I've ever had. Lat, any any form of lat pull down, close grip, wide grip, neutral grip, uh, underhand grip. It's probably the most yeah, consistent exercise. It's always been in mind that and T bar, T bar rows. I love T bar. T bar rows. That's all I need for a back workout. Just those two. <laughs> Hit it hard, hit it hard and light pull down. Because I mean, think about it. T bar works your upper upper back, rear delts, hit your traps, then light pull down, hit your lats and your lower lats. You're good. That's all you need. Okay. Throw some extensions in there just to just hit the lower back a little bit, and you'll be all right. Full back workout right there. There you go. Gunner just gave you your program. There you go. Yo, I did. <laughs> you just gave everybody a free program. All right, so I want to go over, before we end this, we're 35 minutes deep so far. Before we end this, I want to go over, each of us give two of our favorite exercises, and I guess a reason why. Our two favorite exercises, and why we love them. Why we love them. Who's going first? I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll go first, I'll go first. <clears throat> I'll start three? Two. Two? Okay. I'll go first since I pose the question. If you have three, you can throw three in there. Like, no issue with that. But the more, the merrier, my guy. But number one is, for me, is dumbbell bench press. Incline, any variation of a dumbbell bench press has saved my shoulders so much pain over the years. Like, from so much pain. When I was younger, I always did... Uh, barbell bench press which is nothing wrong with really but over time the load on your shoulders and like I think a lot of it depends on the length of your arms and stuff too and like how wide your clavicles are your shoulders to where it can put you in an awkward position if you're going too too low with the bar where you have long arms with short clavicles so you have to go so low with it and it's kind of unnatural for your arms to be in if your arms are like more parallel to the ground than they are. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but the way they're supposed to be. Whereas with dumbbell press, that's like a weight you can always come all the way down with with an angle. And it puts no real strain on your shoulders. It's mostly chest and just triceps. So that's why I love and will always have dumbbell any variation of dumbbell bench press in my programs now we can just go we can go in a circle so dom you go to your next one me um well you did say one of mine uh but uh, smith machine the incline press bench okay. press yeah uh i guess it's like like i can control it so well and like I don't know, it just, it just feels really good. Like, the contraction of my chest and, like, on the eccentric, it just feels amazing on that. If you actually know how to, like, properly do it and not just let, let the weight just hit your sternum. Like, it's, I love it. I just love it. And I think, like, and I'm always, I'm a, I'm always crazy about uh, targeting my upper chest. So, I, I think that's one of my favorite chest workouts. Bro's got a time. damn. If you saw this guy in person, he has a damn barrel chest, just in case you're yeah. curious. Big as hell. If I had that one, I think it would be leg curls, seated leg curls. I, I love that machine. I, it's like I swear the it's what brought my hamstrings up so much was just adding seated leg curls into every every leg day. It is, it's like it's pretty cool to see because I think that's my strongest. I guess you would say movement because I can I can almost max out most leg curls just because I, I do it so much. That's crazy. That's one, one of the things I focus on the most is my hamstrings just because my quads are so dominant. But I think I brought them up. Now if I can just get my arms to match. So maybe next time we do this, I can say like preacher curl or something. <laughs> I still haven't found any workout to grow my arms faster. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, leg curls, they're good. Well, leg curls, I'm like extremely weak on. Like, you said you can max it. I can like, I don't know, with, with seated, maybe I could do more, but lying leg curls, bro. 
Yeah, no, I'm well. That's <clears throat> for sure. But on, on seated, I, I know I can max out at Fitness Factory. I, I don't know if I can at Crunch yet or not, but I'm just I'm just getting started back. So. Gunner, you should have saw Kobe coach me through lying the seated curls. Bro, was he, was he giving you four straps? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I, I literally told Kobe, I was like, Kobe, you might have to bring the trash can here. <laughs> Bro, we had a good workout Saturday. Was a good I one. had a good workout. He was already done. He, he just decided to coach me. <clears throat> Bro, I wasn't even done. I started coaching you just halfway through my workout. I was like, screw it. I'll just I'll just start like with free, it. A free one-on-one. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. You know, we'll just have one free one-on-one session. Give you an I idea. Myro, I did myo reps on leg press. <laughs> Oh yeah, bro! You starting out five, starting out five pounds. <laughs> How'd that make you feel? Oh, you should have saw me walk. <laughs> Where's over here limping? It's good my, though. My hamstrings were dead. I think legs are my favorite. Uh, my favorite uh, day to coach for any client. They're the most fun. Cause it's like. You can take it easy on them, and you can go hard on them, and still give them a great workout. To where you're seeing like development either way. I think that's where we want to go with this next exercise: legs, leg focused. I think my favorite leg exercise. I'm gonna have to say. I'm gonna have to say. With how very little I ever do them, but every time I do them, I love it. Pendulum squats. They're always my favorite leg exercise to do. Hitting full depth on them, full range of motion. The weight, the pattern of the movement itself is so, feels so natural to my my body, to where it just feels, so, it feels right to do. And I always have just amazing leg days if I throw in a pendulum squat wherever, if there is a one available. Usually there's not, but if there's one available, that's one of my favorites for sure. Probably, yeah, I like the pendulum squat. I think I think it is a, a lot better movement than the hack squat. It does. I don't think it much load on your knees. I was going to say, I was going to mention hack squats, but... Uh, yeah, they're better. They're, they're they're awesome. They're always gonna be neat, heavy. That's just giving. Yeah, the the pressure that the hack squats put on your knees, and having just bad knees from growing up as a fat a fat kid. Yeah, it just it does not mix very well. I do hack squats every now and then, but I love pendulums way more than I love hacks. Um, Are we sticking with like leg press or I didn't know that's you do whatever leg you want. Press? No, 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 do whatever you want. Just your favorites. Oh, you know, what? I, I'll just stick with legs now. Um, I guess um, leg extensions. I really do try my best, like just go to failure, especially during mile reps. Uh, I, I I love them. The feeling of it is amazing, and then like getting off of that thing, uh, you just can't you just can't walk anymore. I want to explain my reps real quick. <clears throat> oh yeah. yeah, I don't think no one knows what Dave is. We've mentioned my reps like plenty of times, like in real life and on this podcast. And to explain it, it's a term. I don't know if it's an actual term used in bodybuilding or fitness or the gym, but it's a term that I found from. Uh, I think his name is Mike 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 Isertal from uh, Renaissance Periodization. And when I tell you it is like the ultimate blood flow and like destroyer of a muscle group whenever you do mile reps, I cannot, I cannot like give it enough credit for how useful they are actually. Like especially with the blood flow part. Because once you do them at the end of a workout and you've like completely broken down all your muscle fibers and once you start pulling so much blood to that muscle that's already burnt out, just to rebuild it it's just a you just get crazy a crazy workout from it but anyways to explain mile reps to the people so let's say you're going to do uh bicep curls 
like, uh, let's just say, just Preacher Crows. So you're, you're doing yourself Preacher Crows, and you give yourself a rep goal of, let's say, uh, 60 reps. And with those 60 reps, usually the way I do it, personally, is I'll give myself a pretty, pretty light weight to do, because you're doing so many reps. So, you start off with a relatively light to medium weight, you're not going heavy. Give yourself a rep goal of 60. Go to failure on that first set. As many reps as you can till failure. Amrap that first set. Then, after that first set of failure, you wait five seconds. After the five second rest, go until failure again. And just repeat that over and over again until you get your rep rank, rep goal. And by the time you've hit that goal, you are done. That's it. That's Dead. it. Like you have completely taxed that muscle. All the blood flow, you have a crazy pump, you've taxed that muscle, all the blood flow is going there, all the stimulation is going there, and you that's almost one a like a guaranteed um like style of exercise that is almost guaranteed that you'll see growth with. Like I can't make promises and shit, but as far as me and the people I've given my reps to, it is something you will definitely see growth with. So it's always something I would I would say anybody should throw in their program. It's probably not something you should do if you're a beginner, but if you're intermediate or advanced levels and don't know about it, it's definitely something to throw in. Gunner, if I if I was your coach, I would have you doing mile reps at least twice a week for your biceps. Probably for your arms, period. Honestly. Like setting a rep goal and then reaching it. Yeah. And I'd probably have you do occlusion training too, to where you wrap bands around your arms. Well, I got, yeah, I got yeah. some. Anyways, that's my reps. They're an insane, like, Methology, meth, meth, methodology, methodology of working out, but that's it's a really good, it's a really good way, an intense way to see growth. Like you, you just will. So we can get off that. I just wanted to explain it because we talked about it so many times. Gunner, you want to go over uh, your last exercise that that's your favorite? Yeah, I was gonna throw in a. Chest supported lateral raises. They're my oh. favorite, especially for shoulders. Uh, they're they're so good at isolating the shoulder because you're not swinging with your with your like with your uh, I guess you would say your spine. So you rest your chest on a bench if you can. Put your knees on the bench. Makes it a lot easier. You can focus on your shoulder. It'll hit your front delt, your side delt, and your traps. It's amazing, and you can continually uh pro you know pro progress on it. Get cap delts in no time. So, you come from the guy that has crazy cap delts. Uh, I can confirm he has done these for the last year that I've known him, year and a half maybe. And, and if you can do it, the the way better way to do it would be on cables and across the cables and have uh, wrist straps on and do it that way. But uh, you know, obviously, not everybody's gonna have access to that. But everybody has access to a dumbbells and bench. At least I would hope. But that is an amazing workout for your for your front front and side delts. Uh, I was gonna ask a question, uh, a variation for that, but I wanna I'm gonna go into Bro, something you do else. A similar variation, the uh, the the Y the Y raises. Oh yeah, from the bottom to the top. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I love those for delts. I should give you those, Don. I've Honestly. seen Gunner do them like laying down on the bench, like <laughs> I've seen him like laying down and, and then doing wild raises as well. I think I think he did it because like Terrence got him to do it. Yeah, is, is that right, uh, Gunner? What did you say? What'd you say? Your your mic. I'm oh, sorry. Every single workout, your chest or back has to be supported, unless it was like you know deadlifts. But other than that, you know, it was always 
you know, uh, chest press machines or on a bench. Of course, you're more stable and let you focus more on that muscle. Mm-hmm. All shoulder workouts were chest supported. All back workouts were chest supported. Yeah, I mean, just just everything was. Yeah. I like that mythology. It's a good way to train. Yeah, but, he's but a now very smart now person. Now this free weight again, though, I've realized it, it made my stabilizers very weak, especially on bench. Because I mean, I, I I'm, I'm I can crank out eight reps, but my my shoulders are just shaking. My like my sta- stabilizing muscles are just much weaker than they used to be. So it comes at a at a cost, I guess. But I mean, on that same point, you were he was coaching you to be a bodybuilder, not a power lifter. Exactly. Yep. So if you're going to train to be a bodybuilder, there are certain ways you have to train and certain training methods to avoid. But I mean, teach is on though. There's always a good middle ground to to achieve somewhere. But we're 50 minutes in, and I think we can stop it there. Uh, Anything else y'all want to add before I close out? Uh, hope, everyone, hope everyone has a good week. Everyone have a good, good, uh, good Friday, and uh, yeah, and happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter. Okay. Well, everybody, be sure to get your protein intake in for the day and for the week. Uh, don't skip your What's workouts. You Keep your don't head up. Exactly. <laughs> whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> anyways that's another topic for another day uh everybody Um, have a good week wait are you gonna add something else no no okay everybody have a good week happy easter and uh yeah we'll see y'all peace out peace and that was this week's edition of the weekend warriors podcast thanks for tuning in if you've made it this far please leave us a rating Check out our Instagram page at weekend underscore warriors underscore podcast if you like the show. And thanks again for tuning in. We'll be back at you next week.